Isaiah chapter 60, Zion's future splendor. Arise, shine, for your light arrives. The splendor of the Lord shines on you. For look, darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness covers the nations. But the Lord shines on you. His splendor appears over you. Nations come to your light, kings to your bright light. Look all around you. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from far away, and your daughters are escorted by guardians. Then you will look and smile. You will be excited, and your heart will swell with pride. For the riches of distant lands will belong to you, and the wealth of nations will come to you. Camel caravans will cover your roads, young camels from Midian and Ephah. All the merchants of Sheba will come, bringing gold and incense, and singing praises to the Lord. All the sheep of Kedar will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will be available to you as sacrifices. They will go up to my altar acceptably, and I will bestow honour on my majestic temple. Who are those who float along like a cloud, who fly like doves to their shelters? Indeed, the coastlands look eagerly for me. The large ships are in the lead, bringing your sons from far away along with their silver and gold, to honour the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has bestowed honour on you. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, their kings will serve you. Even though I struck you down in my anger, I will restore my favour and have compassion on you. Your gates will remain open at all times. They will not shut during the day or at night, so that the wealth of the nations may be delivered, with their kings leading the way. Indeed, nations or kingdoms that do not serve you will perish. Such nations will definitely be destroyed. The splendour of Lebanon will come to you, its evergreens, firs and cypresses together, to beautify my palace. I will bestow honour on my throne room. The children of your oppressors will come bowing to you. All who treated you with disrespect will bow down at your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. You were once abandoned and despised with no one passing through, but I will make you a permanent source of pride and joy to coming generations. You will drink the milk of nations, you will nurse at the breasts of kings, then you will recognise that I, the Lord, am your deliverer, your protector, the Holy One of Jacob. Instead of bronze I will bring you gold, instead of iron I will bring you silver, Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze. Instead of stones, I will bring you iron. I will make prosperity your overseer and vindication your sovereign ruler. Sounds of violence will no longer be heard in your land or the sounds of destruction and devastation within your borders. You will name your walls deliverance and your gates praise. The sun will no longer supply light for you by day, nor will the moon's brightness shine on you. The Lord will be your permanent source of light. The splendour of your God will shine upon you. Your sun will no longer set. Your moon will not disappear. The Lord will be your permanent source of light. Your time of sorrow will be over. All your people will be godly. They will possess the land permanently. I will plant them like a shoot. They will be the product of my labour, through whom I reveal my splendour. The least of you will multiply into a thousand. The smallest of you will become a large nation. When the right time comes, I, the Lord, will quickly do this. Isaiah chapter 61. The Lord will rejuvenate his people. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has chosen me. 
He has commissioned me to encourage the poor, to help the broken-hearted, to decree the release of captives and the freeing of prisoners, to announce the year when the Lord will show his favour, the day when our God will seek vengeance to console those who mourn, to strengthen those who mourn in Zion, by giving them a turban instead of ashes, oil symbolising joy instead of mourning, a garment symbolising praise instead of discouragement. They will be called oaks of righteousness, trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendour. They will rebuild the perpetual ruins and restore the places that were desolate. They will re-establish the ruined cities, the places that have been desolate since ancient times. Foreigners will take care of your sheep, Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of our God. You will enjoy the wealth of nations and boast about the riches you receive from them. Instead of shame, you will get a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will rejoice over the land they receive. Yes, they will possess a double portion in their land and experience lasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice and hate robbery and sin. I will repay them because of my faithfulness. I will make a permanent covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations, their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will recognise that the Lord has blessed them. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. I will be overjoyed because of my God. For he clothes me in garments of deliverance. He puts on me a robe symbolising vindication. I look like a bridegroom when he wears a turban as a priest would. I look like a bride when she puts on her jewellery. For just as the ground produces its crops and a garden yields its produce, so the Sovereign Lord will cause deliverance to grow and give his people reason to praise him in the sight of all nations. Isaiah chapter 62, the Lord takes delight in Zion. For the sake of Zion I will not be silent. For the sake of Jerusalem I will not be quiet until her vindication shines brightly and her deliverance burns like a torch. Nations will see your vindication and all kings your splendour. You will be called by a new name that the Lord himself will give you. You will be a majestic crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal turban in the hand of the Lord. You will no longer be called abandoned and your land will no longer be called desolate. Indeed, you will be called my delight is in her and your land married. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married to him. As a young man marries a young woman, so your sons will marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over a bride, so your God will rejoice over you. I post watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They should keep praying all day and all night. You who pray to the Lord, don't be silent. Don't allow him to rest until he re-establishes Jerusalem, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. The Lord swears an oath by his right hand, by his strong arm, I will never again give you grain to your enemies as food. The foreigners will not drink your wine, which you worked hard to produce. But those who harvest the grain will eat it, and will praise the Lord. Those who pick the grapes will drink the wine, in the courts of my holy sanctuary. Come through, come through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build it, build the roadway, Remove the stones. Lift a signal flag for the nations. Look, the Lord announces to the entire earth. Say to daughter Zion, Look, your deliverer comes. 
Look, his reward is with him, and his reward goes before him. They will be called the holy people, the ones protected by the Lord. You will be called sought after, city not abandoned. Isaiah chapter 63, the victorious divine warrior. Who is this who comes from Edom, dressed in bright red coming from Bosra? Who is this wearing royal attire, who marches confidently because of his great strength? It is I, the one who announces vindication and who is able to deliver. Why are you in red clothes? Why do you look like someone who was stomped on grapes in a vat? I have stomped grapes in a wine press all by myself. No one from the nations joined me. I stomped on them in anger. I trampled them down in my rage. Their juice splashed on my garments and stained all my clothes. For I looked forward to the day of vengeance, and then payback time arrived. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was shocked because there was no one offering support. So my right arm accomplished deliverance. My raging anger drove me on. I trampled nations in my anger. I made them drunk at my rage. I splashed their blood on the ground. A prayer for divine intervention. I will tell the faithful acts of the Lord, of the Lord's praiseworthy deeds. I will tell about all the Lord did for us and the many good things he did for the family of Israel because of his compassion and great faithfulness. He said, Certainly they will be my people, children who are not disloyal. He became their deliverer. Through all that they suffered, he suffered too. The messenger sent from his very presence delivered them. In his love and mercy he protected them. He lifted them up and carried them throughout ancient times. But they rebelled and offended his Holy Spirit, so he turned into an enemy and fought against them. His people remembered the ancient times. Where is the one who brought them up out of the sea, along with the shepherd of his flock? Where is the one who placed the Holy Spirit among them, the one who made his majestic power available to Moses, who divided the water before them, gaining for himself a lasting reputation, who led them through the deep water? Like a horse running through the wilderness, they did not stumble. As an animal that goes down into a valley to graze, so the Spirit of the Lord granted them rest. In this way you guided your people, gaining for yourself an honoured reputation. Look down from heaven and take notice, from your holy majestic palace. Where are your zeal and power? Do not hold back your tender compassion. For you are our Father, though Abraham does not know us and Israel does not recognise us. You, Lord, are our Father. You have been called our protector from ancient times. Why, Lord, do you make us stray from your ways and make our minds stubborn so that we do not obey you? Return for the sake of your servants the tribes of your inheritance. For a short time your special nation possessed a land, but then our adversaries knocked down your holy sanctuary. We existed from ancient times, but you did not rule over them. They were not your subjects. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 Salutation from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, with all the saints who are in all Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving for God's comfort. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our troubles so that we may be able to comfort those experiencing any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow towards us, so also our comfort through Christ overflows to you. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort that you experience in your patient endurance the same sufferings that we also suffer. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you share in our sufferings, so also will you share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, regarding the affliction that happened to us in the province of Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we despaired even of living. Indeed, we felt as if the sentence of death had been passed against us, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He delivered us from so great a risk of death, and he will deliver us. We have set our hope on him that he will deliver us yet again, as you also join in helping us by prayer, so that many people may give thanks to God on our behalf for the gracious gift given to us through the help of many. Paul defends his changed plans. For our reason for confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience, that with pure motives and sincerity, which are from God, not by human wisdom, but by the grace of God, we conducted ourselves in this world and all the more toward you. For we do not write you anything other than what you can read and also understand. But I hope that you will understand completely, just as also you have partly understood us, that we are your source of pride, just as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And with this confidence, I intended to come to you first, so that you would get a second opportunity to see us. And through your help, to go on to Macedonia, and then from Macedonia to come back to you, and be helped on our way into Judea by you. Therefore, when I was planning to do this, I did not do so thinking about what I am doing, did I? Or did I make my plans according to mere human standards, so that I would be saying both yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? But as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the one who proclaimed among us by you, by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but it has always been yes in him. For every one of God's promises are yes in him. Therefore also through him the Amen is spoken to the glory we give to God. But it is God who establishes us together with you in Christ and who anointed us, who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a down payment. Why Paul postponed his visit. Now I appeal to God as my witness that to spare you I did not come again to Corinth. I did not mean that we rule over your faith, but we were workers with you for your joy, because by faith you stand firm.